Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. The Porsche Carrera Cup North America on IMSA Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome along to 2023's Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America. John Hindorf and Shay Adam in the IMSA Radio and IMSA TV broadcast booth. Good to have your company. And here we are at Miami for the... Two rounds across the weekend. Shit, Adam, we are looking forward to this. It's a, another, effectively another street track, just as we've come off the back of uh, the Long Beach Grand Prix. How's things stand at the top of the championship? The championship. A bit of a gap. Riley Dickinson leading the way, 101 points ahead of Tom Sturgeon, Australia's finest, on 83. And then it's an Englishman, Will Martin, in third with 70. But we've got three classes in this championship. And in Pro-Am, it's Marco Cironi who leads the way, 76 points, only six points ahead of Efren Castro, a man who's gone well at this venue last year, ahead of Alan Metney, who is not participating this weekend, which leaves the door open for Jeff Mosing to come through and get closer to that lead group. In the AM class, it's another bit of a runaway for Mark Guame, 101 points for him, 73 for Scott Noble in second, and John Getz of Wright Motorsport sits in third with 56. So let's take a look at the grid. Uh, uh, 40 cars, and this is how they'll line up uh, for the first of two rounds this weekend. So it's Phil Martin and Grady Willingham on the back row, the 20th row of the grid, Tom Balamis and Todd Parriott are in front of them. Christian Cole and Bob Mueller ahead of them. Don Yount and Michael Murritt. Then it's Connor Flynn and Tom Collingwood. Kyle Washington and James McCann from John Guts and Chris Balomo. Scott Noble and Mark Tirone. Then Mark Kwame as he is the pole sitter in the AM class. He's got Marco Cironi of Pro-Am alongside him. Elias De La Torre uh, is next up with Jeff, Jeff Mosing. Uh, then it's Moise Oretsky and Stefan Radzinski. Sean Farwig and Sabra Cook. Jason Hart and Efren Castro. Travis Wiley and Michael McCann. Thomas Merrill and Grant Tolke. Michael McCarthy and Dan Clark, Kai Van Berlo and Thomas Never, and the front three rows, Alex Sedgwick for JDX, Varen Chosky for Wright Motorsport, Tom Sargent for McElroy Racing, Jimmy Liebrecht for MDK Motorsports. Pleased to say that that car got put back together again. And on the front row, Will Martin for JDX in the number nine car, and Riley Dickinson on pole position again. And that's good news for the championship leader for Kelly Moss Racing, Shea, because... Riley Dickinson has done very well when he started at the front of the grid. 
Yeah, we've had six races so far this season. Five of them, Riley has started on pole, and in each of those five races, he has gone on to claim the victory. Now, the last race, which was round number six, took place on the streets of Long Beach, so another street course, another one that is not permanent. That one did not go the way of Riley. He had to settle for non-first place points. He's looking to set things right and claim the first place once again in today's race, but he's got some good competition, particularly from the guys chasing him in the championship like jimmy libre who as you mentioned had the incident in the first practice session mdk motorsports working really hard to put the car back together jimmy was a sprint challenge champion last year he raced at miami he won at miami but the track's been reprofiled since, so it will be a bit of a challenge for he and the three other drivers who participated in the race last year to wrap their minds around this circuit as it's changed for 2023. So a single formation lap and uh, Porsche 911 Turbo Safety Car bringing the cars round the final corner, the Auto Nation Turn 17. As we head towards what should be 40 minutes side by side there, and a brilliant sight in the sunshine. And the white and green striped car is on pole position as we. Heads to the green flag. The time starts now. And they break Oof. right before the start line. Down to the right-hander at turn one. Riley Dickens on the inside of four Porsches wide as they go around turn one into turn two. A magnificent start by the pole sitter who just about hangs on. The JDX car in third position is Will Martin, who's dropped back from the front of the grid. Tom Sargent coming through into second position. My goodness me, as they went down through turn one for the first time, that was exciting. But Riley Dickinson, Shea Adam, has done what he needed to do. Looked like he might have lost out on that first right-hander. Got his elbows out. He's toughed it out if they've gone through the marina for the first time. And they're on to that long, long, long run down from turn eight to turn 11. That was a serious heart and mouth moment for Riley Dickinson as there were three cars abreast going through turn number one, but he does manage to hold on to the lead. Will Martin dropping back to third, as you rightly said, a great start from Tom Sargent, but also looking a bit further back in the Pro-Am class, it looks like a good start as well from Jeff Mosing as the rhubarb and custard color car, as you like to say, jumps up a couple positions. We'll find out just how good of a start it was from everybody as they cross the timing beacon for the first time, but I think we might have a new leader in that class. Underneath the bridges for the first time, it turns 14, 15 and 16 and onto the run down from 16, down to oh, 17. Shit, I was Adam. wrong. That's the 74. That's Jimmy Libre, who's jumped up into second off the start. So it wasn't actually Tom Sargent. He currently runs in fifth. My apologies. Jimmy, with a fantastic start, now looking at leading one of these races for the first time in his short career. And that's a rebuilt car uh, for Jimmy Libra, the MDK Motorsports guy having to work, guys who are having to work really hard. Two red flags in the two uh, free practice sessions. We managed to get through qualifying without any problems. 
Varun Choksi is up to fourth as well, the driver for Wright Motorsport in the number 13 with a good start. We've also got Thomas Nevpo up into sixth place, so a good start for him as well. Alex Sedgwick back into seventh with Dan Clark in eighth, Grant Talkie in ninth, and then Kai Van Berlo welcoming back to the series for this weekend only. The uh, young man who's graduating from the University of Miami at the end of the next semester is racing in what is his adopted hometown for the first time. So as the huge field continues around the circuit, it is Riley <laughs> Dickinson from in second place. It is now back into second place, Will Martin. Then Jimmy Leader, then Choksi, then Sargent, then Never, then Sedgwick, Clark, Tolkien and Van Burlo. Got to talk about the 33 of Kai Van Burlo. The young Dutchman on home ground here, lives and studies in Florida, had a brilliant run in this series last year, lost out at the very last moment uh, in the championship, but uh, because he was uh, he was uh, young enough, still went on to represent this championship in Germany at the shootout. He's back in, I suppose you call it a wild card, Sheer, but as far as the points <laughs> This is concerned he doesn't exist. Correct. He is in the pro class, but he's a bit of a very important pro if uh, we put a different spin on it. Kai Van Berlo, who's been second in this championship the last two years running, has stepped up in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. He is a Porsche Junior North America as far as that's concerned, and he does represent Porsche in the GTD class, running in a GT3 spec Porsche, but they don't get the opportunity to race at Miami, so the opportunity has been afforded to him thanks to Accelerating Performance, which is a local team. We've got Moise Retsky also running with that team. Moise, the guy behind it, but given Kai this opportunity to come out and basically just go out there, win on the road, take home the biggest trophy in spirit, but not all the points. Yes, yeah, so if he wins, whoever comes second will get the top prize, effectively, in terms and of the points at least, Chair. And we should say that Kai Van Berlo is a driver who is very accustomed to winning. Last year, he won not only the Rolex 24 Hours of Daytona, but the Salem Six Hours of the Glen. And he's got more than one, two, three, four, five, six, seven wins last year. Total that with his six from the year before. He's a guy who knows how to get it done in the Porsche Carrera Cup North America by Deluxe. So this is round three of a season that will see this championship continue to be in the IMSA paddock for the biggest sports car races around this continent. And added to that will be the two races here with Formula One and will be at the end of the season, will be at the Circuit of the Americas for the last two rounds again with Formula One. A really big season for the still relatively new Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America was one of the first five Carrera Cups and Super Cups around the world to get the 992 Cup car, 507 horsepower, flat six, four litre, normally aspirated engine in the brand, uh, then brand new 992 Shell. Just a couple of moments ago, contact down oh, at boy. Turn 1, Elias de la Torre for JDX Racing, uh, having a, a little hello to 
the number 43. Of that was Mark Kwame. Mark Kwame, who's the leader in the AM class. Ooh, he's not going to be too happy about that. <laughs> Mark, who's got a solid handle on this championship thus far. As there's a spin. Who is that? Who's going around? Is it Jimmy Libre? I think it is. The ATR Unless car. it's another um, K. Okay. Uh, no, it's the real Choksi who's now dropping positions. So that was the right motorsport number 13 machine. Oh, no. Choksi all the way back to 21st now, John. And we did just have the other right motorsport entry as well. John Getz yeah. come into the pit lane that lap. So not a good lap for John Wright's organization. He got a significant amount of help, though. Did Alex Varun. Sedgwick. That was no fault of his own. It was Alex Sedgwick in the number 98 Porsche who clobbered him there. And that might attract the attention of the of the race stewards Alex in the pro class doing his first full season of racing for quite some time originally from Warwickshire in the centre of England Royal Emington Spa racing for JDX Racing GP Autosports this Woo! year big side by side moment <laughs> wow big save for the bright pink machine sitting in behind uh, Dan Kark so that Kai van Berlo got it very sideways. Yes, it was in that bright pink machine. So that is uh, seventh and eighth position having a bit of a battle. But at the front, Riley Dickinson by 1.4 seconds. But, John, the one thing that I'm noticing on the timing screen, fastest lap of the race where there are points associated with it. By the way, you get a point for pole position, 25 points for winning the race, but a point for fastest lap as well. That's currently going the way of Will Martin, is it not? And he is chasing back in this championship. Is there a significant damage to the front of John Getz's Porsche? The hood is bent up on the right front, and ah. then there's damage to the bumper as well as John climbs out of his car. That's an unfortunate turn of events. That'll be a no-point score for John, who's chasing his championship. Fastest lap now goes to the number 17 of Tom Sargent. McElray Racing from on the other side of the world. They've got history with Porsche Carrera Cup in Australia, basing themselves up in Mooresville in the Carolinas for their attack at this year's Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup. North America and making his way through Kai van Berlo made up another position there in that bright pink and white number 33 got ahead of the number 24 of Thomas Nevert another one of the McElroy racing cars but all of this is happening behind Riley Dickinson now more contact down at the first quarter and again it's the driver on the inside James McCann of McCann's Racing, McCann Racing in the GT Silver Machine, who's just lost the front end there. And the 83 car drifting out towards the number 28, that they were side by side. There was enough room to get through there, but Bula, yeah. uh, feeling the front left of uh, his opponent's car on his front right. It's a brand new surface, of course, here, as it's a temporary circuit and it's not the same sort of tarmac that was laid here last year a significant change to the makeup and other positions made up by the way down to turn 17 by that was Kai again Kai van Berlo has worked his way to the 
front of that little group. So that was, uh, I think Alex Sedgwick has just gone past. So now he's up into fifth position and only Sergeant Lee Bray Martin and Riley Dickinson, who's now got the fastest lap of the race with a 58.7. That is a new lap record here. These cars in this championship have not raced here. 992 Cup cars have, although that was in the Porsche Sprint Challenge. They run with a different uh, tyre manufacturer. Sebastian Carrazzo, quickest in the race here, races here last year with a two minutes point nine two five. Now, just a quick thought on that. Uh, on the Ooh, oh, contact. More contact. I think that's Michael McCarthy is going for a spin, John. And has he kept it running? He's one of the Kelly Ross racing cars with the lilac on it. That is McCarthy dropping down. Now, he was with Thomas Merrill in the 47. And I think Thomas just giving a little helping bumper there. Mm. Again, that might uh, attract the attention of race control. For Michael McCarthy, he can't buy any good luck. He had a DNF in the first race at Long Beach, and it resulted in him actually not starting the second. So Michael not looking at a great deal of racing since we last ran at uh, Sebring International Raceway in March, also in Florida. He's trying to get back to consistent running. Hopefully Michael can get that car moving once again and regain track position. But unfortunately for Thomas Merrill, that's the second consecutive race where he's been involved with another car and the other car resulting in spinning. So 28 minutes to go. We've barely had 10 minutes of this. And the speedy Dan Clark. That is Dan Clark who raced in IndyCar a few years ago, resurrecting his career. Had a one-off run at Indianapolis in the Sprint Challenge last year. He's turned that into a full championship. Grant McCann in the McCann Racing red, white and black car trying to go around the outside. Uh, yeah, it was Thomas yep. Merrill. I thought it was in the Nola Sport car. And we'll wait to see what race control makes of that. Not our job to call it. But that seems pretty cut and dried. And some witness marks and some nice Michelin rubber on the Miami Blue runoff there. Uh, down at uh, turns uh, five and six. Fortunately, that is a place, Shay, where there is a bit of runoff. Oh, and at the final corner, Bob Mueller's gone around for the Goldcrest oh, no. Motorsport again. So that is, again, one of the silver cars, but this time with the yellow highlighters on. And the other car, was that another car involved? No, that's just another car coming through. So who had a little go there at Bob? Well, Moise Aretsky has just done a bit of bumping of his own down at turn one. This is all getting a bit uh, untidy. He was the victim. He was, sorry, he was the bump E rather yeah. than the bumper in the 44 car. And it looks like there's bodywork on the right rear of the Michelin racing tyre. Oh, that's unfortunate for Moisey, who calls Miami home now, actually. He's got a place about 15 minutes with no traffic, which never exists. So let's say 30 minutes realistically from the circuit, meaning that Moisey can actually sleep in his own bed every night. And that is the biggest advantage that you can ask for on a race weekend. That's really unfortunate to see. And remember, Bob Mueller was fighting hard for the final step on the podium in the AM category with James McCann just a few minutes ago. I think they had spread out a little bit, John, but it gives you an indication of just how hard 
hard these drivers are fighting for every single position. Last time when we ran at Long Beach, we had five cars in the AM class, making the championship tighten up a lot. This weekend, we've got nine, meaning there are a lot more points to gain and lose. As something's happened to Jimmy Libra, and he goes falling down through the charts. He's, He's run stranded. long through... Is that 16? Oh, that's going to be a full course caution. End He's opened of the back, his door. End of the back straight at oh, turn no. 17. And we've already got the safety crew there. And the steam coming off the car. Now, it's been, at the moment, dealt with a local yellow as the number 74 Porsche is dead stick. Jimmy's out of the car. He's fine. And the question will be, will that car flat toe or does it need something else? Bob Muller got turned around a little bit earlier on. Now, did he jump or was he pushed? Well, the answer again is that there was contact coming out of the final corner. And again, that seemed somewhat unnecessary to me. And... We've now got full course yellow with the cars all forming up behind the Porsche 992 Turbo. Well, it's been rather too much action as Irish Mike Racing's <laughs> 95 Conor Flynn comes into the pit lane. Looks like right side, at least one right side tyre, possibly two for that car as the car's a little bit recalcitrant to go up on its air jacks. This is, I never got to finish what I was talking about about the track surface. The track surface is way more abrasive as it was last year. Smaller stones uh, and a very dark uh, surface here, which means the track temperatures are miles up. And I just wondered if they were gonna throw a new set of tires on that, did you? Did you uh, manage to see who that was attacking Bob Mueller? No, no, I didn't. At first, it looked like Dan Clark's car, but it couldn't have been because they were nowhere near each other on the track. For Connor Flynn, very strange situation that he pulled into the pit lane and there was no work going on to the Irish Mike's Porsche. But they're a team based out of Jacksonville, Florida. And Connor, who ran at Sebring, is back again for the other Florida round. It's really unfortunate to see their day come to an end like this. But as you said, they could throw tires on it, go for the fastest lap point, steal away some glory, and perhaps set a better time for tomorrow's race, move themselves up the starting grid that way. Shea Adam and John Hindorf with you and the action we are, look, let's call it halfway through. We're three minutes away from being halfway through. We started with 40 minutes on the clock. What a great start by Riley Dickinson. The number two, or the second position, should I say, Will Martin trying to get across to the inside and defend. So at one moment down in the first corner we had four 992 Porsche Cup cars across the track which frankly if you'd said to me that that was going to happen um, I would have said oh yeah possibly but it will end in tears it did not and that is a minor miracle in itself Ryder Dickinson doing his job now he'll have to come back to a green flag again but the advantage for him this time Shea Adam is it will be single file restart Yes, and he gets to control when he goes. This uh, comes 
As part of the driver's briefing notes, they're told what section of the track is the quote-unquote restart zone. Riley knows this. Everyone behind him, unfortunately for him, knows it too. But he gets to decide when to push the loud pedal just a little bit harder in that space. So he gets the advantage of perhaps jumping away from everybody else. The problem is Will Martin, Tom Sargent, right behind him. And then throw Alex Sedgwick and, oh yeah, Kai Van Berlo, runner-up in the championship the last two consecutive years. They all know when to go too. So I think this is exactly exactly what Kaiva Burlo needed to try and steal away that hometown glory. So, rolling start side by side. One of the few Carrera Cups that does rolling starts, actually. Um, I've seen them do it in Brazil, supporting the WEC, but I'm pretty certain... Well, I tell you what, if you know, you tell me, at IMSA Radio on Twitter. But I don't think that there's... Uh, more than a couple so here in the US and Brazil that do rolling starts everybody else does a clutch start we had the Carrera Cup Asia at Sepang last weekend for their first two rounds of their 2023 20, season that was two clutch starts Australia clutch starts GB Porsche Carrera Cup GB clutch starts and Super Cup clutch starts as well what else have I seen this year in terms of Porsche racing oh that would be Benelux Germany and France, they all do clutch starts as well. If you know better, let me know at IMSA Radio on Twitter. Mm. Now, a flatbed has been deployed to pick up Jimmy Libra's MDX racing car. Uh, bad news is that it has lost some of its essential fluids, and that is very unusual. I wonder if that was. Uh, as a result of some of the contact or perhaps remember that car has been rebuilt by MDX pretty substantially um, the good news about that is it's not on the track that fluid it is actually off the racing circuit and surface so once we get that flatbed pulled away and the rollback is away the clock does not stop so we are ticking down let me give you a rundown the top uh, Let's see, 15 are all pro class. Riley Dickinson from Will Martin, from Tom Sargent. So 53, 9 and 17, all in behind the safety car. Alex Sedgwick in the 98. Kai Van Berlo up the fifth. And he started in eighth position, but lost positions at the start. Then it's the number 24. Uh, and that is uh, the Devore car. The rest of the top 10, Speedy Dan Clark in 7th, Grant McCann, Grant Torkey, 8 and 81, 77 is the number, uh, is the 10th position car. Uh, and let me see where the class leaders are. Pro Am is Efren Castro leading that in 16th position in the 65. And the AM class is still, despite being attacked earlier on, Shadow, still Mark Farmy in the number 43 <laughs> down in 22nd position. And he's got a decent amount of cars. He's got four Pro-AM cars between himself uh, and Scott Noble, who is second in the AM. So Mark Farmy will think that's a pretty decent uh, buffer that he has. And there is damage on the right rear of Jimmy Libra. So somebody has had a little goal at the back of that car. 
Yep, the uh, MDK of MDK Motorsports, Mark Kwame, who currently is riding a three consecutive race win streak. So Mark trying to keep that going. He'll be happy to have cars between himself and next in class, but he also realizes that that's not enough to guarantee him to hold on to that position because he could become another victim, as he was earlier in the race, if somebody's diving lunge. But thankfully, Mark managed to keep his four wheels pointed in the right direction. The battle that I'm interested in right now, John, Efren Castro, you mentioned the Pro-Am leader in 16th. Jeff Mosing separated by him by one car on track, not for position. That would be Stefan Rudzinski in 17th. Jeff Mosing is 18th. These two guys, good friends off the track. They <laughs> joke with each other. They chat. They, you know, have friendly banter. But when it's on the racetrack, it is elbows out trying to go for the win. Efren Castro wants to win in Miami. Jeff Mosing really just wants to win a race. Track temperature nudging 50 Celsius, nearly 30 yeah. in the air. And once you get up to the high 40s, that's putting real pressure, pun intended, uh, on the racing tyres. These Michelin racing slicks, very, very durable indeed. 40 minutes of hard racing. This is one of the longest Carrera Cup races that you'll find anywhere in the world. Most of them are half an hour or 35 minutes. 40 minutes here and the safety car will be ending at the end of this lap so expect to see that bright red 992 turbo use all of that power and all-wheel drive and disappear with the safety car lights now out the distinctive four uh, daytime running lights in each of the headlights of not just the race car but the road car and if you want to feel uh, how driving a Carrera Cup race car is like, go get yourself a corner Porsche 992 GT3. They are basically the same car with the same twin wishbone front suspension, a little bit more creature comforts inside, but the same four litre engine for, for over 500 horsepower. Back to green flag, and Riley Dickinson has to do it again, the white and green car for Kelly Moss Racing. He defends to the inside, but there's no challenge from Tom Martin, there is now, he comes really late and he's pushed them all wide and there's all kinds of conflagration gone on behind and through has come, well I thought the leader had lost a couple of places there but I think somehow they managed to get it back, Riley Dickinson looked like he was going to drop two, three, four places but somehow got the car pulled up, the Nola Sport car right in the middle of that as well, this was extraordinary, Tom Sargent in the black and gold car coming very very late Riley goes wide accelerates hard on the blue of the Miami sign off the track all the action is behind but Riley Dickinson riding his look there there Shay still leads the motor race Wow, what evasive maneuvering there from some of the cars further back. It looked like we had a yellow car turned sideways across the track in turn one with some frontal damage, but it appears as though everyone has managed to keep going. Where's Will Martin, though? He's dropped out from second. He is off my timing page right now. Do you see him? See if I can pick him up in that uh, JTX black and gold machine. Riley Dickinson goes champion, through. Remember? Yeah. And. Also, Kai van Berlo's gone missing. Dan Clark was involved in that in the 64 car. Full and course caution. We're going to full course caution again. So I think when we come to turn one, we'll see those cars. And there they are. The pink and white car is Kai van Berlo. 
And as we thought, the number nine is in there. Wheel damage on the left rear, and that's pulled that's the Michelin tyre. Dan Clark in the 64. 33 is Kai van Berlo. He's got uh, matching damage on the right rear of his car, and that is some serious suspension damage there. So still, what's happened to Martin in the golden black car? Did he continue? He was almost in the lead. Don't really... He didn't have steering damage, John. That was my initial thought, was maybe he broke something on the left front when he went into the right rear of Riley Dickinson, but he managed to get the car pointed back oh, to the right. Yeah. There was definite contact here. You're spot on, so I'm guessing you're right. I'm thinking that's, yeah, left front steering arm damage and a puncture as well on that yeah. car. Then, what was very odd was Dan Clark comes through. He was nowhere near Kai van Berlo. He was having his own accident on the other side of the track. Dan Clark missed his braking point, scraped across another car, damaged his left rear, but that other car was not Kai van Berlo. No. Very strange incident for the Porsche selected driver as well of Kai Van Berlo, not the way that he wanted his day to end. He he wanted a trophy, not a damaged car. As into the pit lane, I think that's Varun Choksi as well. Yep, that's car number 13 for Wright Motorsport. So both of the Wright Motorsport Porsches having issues today. That's not the way that they were hoping this weekend would go either. But what a restart. I mean, we've now got Alex Sedgwick potentially on the podium. Alex Niveau, or excuse me, we've got Niveau up into fourth. Grant Talkey looking at a top five for the first time in his young career in this championship. And we haven't even talked about her yet. Sabra Cook is in the 37 machine. She is the deluxe driver in the deluxe Porsche Carrera Cup North America up in 10th, looking at her first top 10 finish. Efren Castro now sits in 11th with the Pro-Am lead still, and still one car separating him and Jeff Mosing. So everybody just seemed to shift up a few positions yeah. as a result of all that contact. Mark Varmi, the arm leader in 16th position. Uh, we should mention, obviously, points uh, going down uh, through to uh, 10th position, and points for Paul and fastest lap and at the moment that points fastest going down to 15th excuse John. me yes 15th and at the moment Riley Dickinson has the fastest lap with 158.7 on lap 5 and um, I'm interested now to see how quickly we can get this cleaned up with 11 and a half on the clock What a run this has been yeah. for Riley Dickinson. Uh, I, I said at the first start, everything went on behind him. Everything went on all around him <laughs> on that first on that first restart uh, after the safety car intervention here at Miami. Remember, these cars have got to race again tomorrow, so I think we might see one or two cars that uh, are patched up and not their usual pristine selves. A uh, little bit of a break before we see these cars again Shay. that's true john the the way that the calendar works out just the uh the nuances in it means that we go from a very busy front half of the season to a less busy second half of the season but just before we get away to the schedule i wanted to hit on Sabra cook because you know how i like progressions right 
You, you know how I enjoy that sort you of thing. You do love a bit of statistical progression, don't you? I, I, I do like it. Um, Sabra Cook has finished 16th, 14th, 12th, and she currently sits in 10th. So, of course, that's the way that this is going to go. Uh, <laughs> she is the deluxe Porsche uh, selected scholarship winner. So the deluxe female driver development scholarship going her way this year, this would be a way to thank Porsche and to show them that they chose right in choosing her. So I really do appreciate the fact that not only is she keeping my progression up, but she's rewarding Porsche at the same time. You were talking about the calendar. And so we do want to get to that because it's one of those things that when you look at championships, particularly as someone who's coming into this, maybe not looking to make a career out of it, but looking at where do I want to spend my money, which we do have several of those drivers on the grid. I present to you the Miami Grand Prix. I present to you Watkins Glen, Road America, Indianapolis, WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca, and let's just finish off the year at Circuit of the Americas being support for F1 again. Uh, yes, please. How quickly can you cash my check? I think is the correct answer. Looks like we have lost the Scott Noble car in the pit lane. This is the number 10 machine for MDK Motorsports, one of the arm class runners, the very uh, fetching dark blue with white racing stripe. That car in the pit. Uh, Varanchotsky has retired that number 13 red, white and black car that we were talking about earlier on. Here's how they stand with time ticking away down to eight and a half minutes. Pro drivers filling the first 10 positions. Riley Dickinson, Tom Sargent, Alex Sedgwick, uh, Thomas Navarre, Grant Torkey. Then in the sixth position, uh, it is the number 78 of Ryan Yardley for top racing. Then Grant McCann, Thomas Murrell in eighth, Travis Wiley in ninth, Sabra Cook in tenth. Then Efren Castro, who leads Pro Am with a car between himself and Jeff Morsing, Stefan Rosinski, 65, 93 and 56. Keep an eye on that on the outside of the top 10. Uh, we mentioned that Mark Cavami is in 16th leading the arm and he has still got uh, Kyle Washington, Moise Oretsky, uh, uh, Belomo and Collingwood between himself and the 63 car in second place in the class of Michael uh, Murrett. So he's looking good. Thomas McCann is in third place in the AM class at the moment. Just looking to pick up some of the other pro-AM uh, category. Jeff Morsing in second, Mark Ciarone in third. They'll be wanting to pick up some championship points. Seven and a half minutes to go. I wasn't expecting uh, the amount of attrition share that we've seen because we are racing again tomorrow. It tends to be the second race where it's a, a little <laughs> bit more elbows out, but this one yes. has been a bit more bump and grind than I ex expected. I think we will get back to green for one or two, possibly even three laps at the end of this, as we've got just on seven minutes to go. Very diplomatic word choice, Mr. Heindhoff. Yes, it has been a bit more wild than we typically anticipate for the first race of a two-header on weekend. But we also need to talk about the points because things are looking quite a bit different as they run right now. We still have Riley Dickinson leading the way. He's still going to gain at least six points on Tom Sargent by dint of getting the pole position, which is one point, and then the five-point difference between first and second. But Alex Sedgwick is going to jump up ahead of Jimmy Libre, and, well, he's not going to get into the realm of Will Martin, 
but he's going to get a lot closer with the third place finish. The other two classes, though, that's where we see some change. With uh, We've got Marco Cironi in third, Efren Castro is leading, he's second in points, Cironi is the championship leader coming into this race. That will swing, that will completely change. Jeff Mosing will go up to at least second in the points, but if Mosing can get a win instead of a second, that would potentially make him the championship leader, or it could allow Marco Cironi to hang on to it by a single point. The other thing we saw Scott Noble pull into the pits, that's terrible. Scott was second in points coming into today. Now, Mark Fame does have a handy lead on the championship and will maintain that, but with Scott Noble and John Getz out of the race, Michael Merritt stands to benefit massively. And if he can hang on to a second, that is going to move him up potentially one or two spots. I think we are going green at the end of this lap as the turn one schmozzle has been cleared. Safety car picking up pace just a, a little bit. We'll get back to the line with enough time. Well, depending on how quick Riley Dickinson is, we might get green white checker actually it might just be a green and a checker it all depends on the pace of the safety car and how quickly riley dickinson does the restart lap at the moment he's played an absolute blinder he was a little bit tardy down to turn one and I suspect he'll steer further to the right hand side in to turn one this time to try and prevent Tom Sargent for McElroy Racing heading up the inside. Safety car lights are out. And Riley Dickinson is right in behind that red 992 turbo. And the rest of the field are a little bit rag, tag and bobtail as they need to close up through 13 and 14. Underneath the highway bridges and down that long slightly curving run from turn eight all the way up to turn 11 before the tight twisty section around the hard rock party zone now what have we got left on the on the clock not much is the answer three minutes and 43 seconds and counting So, safety car will stay driver's right coming through the final corner and has already cleared off. So the field once again under the control of Riley Dickinson. Points leader, championship favourite. He's off and running now as he heads down towards turn one. Goes right across to the right-hand side and on the side of the circuit there that was a bit interesting he does stay to the right as i thought he might sergeant swings out wide sedgwick right in there there's more touching behind as naverne torquey and yardley were all very close together and there's more front end damage there now the leaders have got away i think it was naverne it was it who was. had the problem, Thomas Neverne, the number 24 car here, with, I think, right front damage to that steering arm. And all of a sudden, he drops down well out of the top 20. So Thomas Neveu, who was looking at his best ever finish in this championship, running fourth, it looks like it's going to be another long night for his McElroy Racing crew. 
We will get one more lap at the end of this one. Still two and a half minutes to go as Riley Dickinson. You were right then, John. It's going to be green-white green checker for the green-white car. Very good point. <laughs> Behind still plenty of action going on as the heavy braking down into the Hard Rock Party Zone area. But the leading trio have got away. Then it's Grant Talking who's holding Swain fourth position. Yardley, McClan, McCann, Merrill, Wiley, Sabra Cook up in the ninth position. And the 93, that's the Radneski car. So that means Efren Castro's in 11th leading Pro-Am at the moment. Now he's got to play a sens sensible game here. But what happened to Jeff Mosing? Because Jeff Mosing was separated by one car from him, and now Marco Cironi is the car who is separated by one car in third in the Pro-Am. Mosing's in the pits. Mosing is in the pits. Oh, no. So that's another incident there, and somebody else peeling off in the pits from well up as into the tyre wall again with one to go. That's Sedgwick. Oh, my goodness. He's dropping down as well. Oh, this has been very, very damaging. 24 in there. So that was Sedgwick that d dived into the pits. What are they thinking today? Trying too hard. Do they think they're going to get the call for a Formula One drive this weekend? I don't know. But this has been a very, very uncharacteristically untidy race. Was that Michael McCann going the wrong side of the bollard and actually breaking it off the uh, underneath the game, bro game bridge section of the track? He was, th track he was third, still is third, actually, as uh, Nevers cars pulled over to the side of the road. That was the number 24 we saw getting its right front wiped out, and that pulled over by the JDX car. So now we know where the JDX car went when that disappeared for... Um, earlier on in the place for Will Martin. Uh, so that was about uh, down to turn five. Sabre Cook is up to seventh now, John. Brilliant run. What a great drive. To finish first, etc. etc. Yes, exactly. Picked her way through the damage. Riley Dickinson, the fastest first sector of anyone on that first flying lap after the restart. He's got this one won. He's pulled out 1.7 seconds on the field. This looks like another victory. Once again, Paul to flag. Every time he started on pole position, Riley Dickinson has won the race. He has not been headed and he takes the victory through under the checkered flag and that will extend his championship lead. Tom Sargent holding on to second. Grant McCann in the eighth car, despite being airborne at one stage uh, over the bollard at turn number 14, will be on the podium then. It's Yardley Wiley talking. Sabra Cook in seventh, her best finish of this season for Kelly Moss. Then Delatore Rosinski and Efren Castro wins Pro Am by 0.23 of a second. Fab by less than that, 0.128 of a second over Marco Cironi in second and Kyle Washington in third was not too far back either. And in our Mark Varmi wins from 
the number 63 of Tom Marritt and in third it is the 83 of James McCann of McCann Racing great day oh great and right day at for the end Bob, Mur Bob Murley's had a horrible day today he's been a car magnet and he's hit the wall on the run to the line in the area around turns 11 and 12 at the Hard Rock party zone so that's not been how he would have liked it. What can anybody do to stop the freight train that is Riley Dickinson? We've seen the best of him already this season, Shea, where I thought particularly in the second race at Long Beach, when it's so hard to pass there, he took the points that was on offer. That was a very mature drive. But when he's up front, my goodness, he just dominates. And Riley's done everything today that he could possibly do to extend that championship lead. Pole position, fastest lap on the final lap of huh. the race. And, of course, the race victory means that he keeps our progression of championship points. Very simple to calculate. As far as it goes for Tom Sargent, this is his, what, fifth consecutive runner-up finish Great drive for Michael McCann to come home with a podium as well for that driver in the number eight. In Pro-Am, as far as that class is concerned, Marco Cironi came in with the lead. He's going to leave with the lead, but by a scant one point difference over Efren Castro. So Efren doing everything he could to try and regain championship honors. We'll have to wait and see who takes fastest lap point in that class, but it was a great drive from both of the drivers. And then in Am, Mark Vlaming, again, what can you do with that guy? Fourth consecutive race win. He comes in here and he cleans up. For Michael Merritt, it was the best championship day as far as the Am class is concerned. Trying to threaten Mark but that's going to be a hard job. Shea Adam was with me, John Hindhoff, in the IMSA Radio and TV Global Broadcast Centre. Thanks to all of our track workers and marshals who are out there in the weather as well, of course, as well as our camera operator operators. We don't just have one running between all of the cameras. That's a, that would be a heck of a job, wouldn't it? Riley Dickinson has thrown his hat in the ring as far as championship contenders from the very first turn of the wheels and Michelin tyres of this 2023 Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America. Now, the qualifying for tomorrow's race was the second best lap in qualifying, or if it was better... Uh, your lap today, 158.5 for Dickinson. I, that's a heck of a time on used Michelin tyres at the end of the race, but the car, of course, would have been fairly light on fuel. We'll get the grid for you before the race tomorrow. He's in Parc Fermé. How cool. He's happy, isn't he? He's very happy, as right he should be. Do you know what? He made that look easy, and it certainly wasn't. <laughs> Goes immediately to Efren Castro, who's won in Pro-Am and was just outside the top 10, uh, I think. Yes, he was. Uh, That's no, he was, a great he was day. at 10. He was at 10. So, what? yes, you see it. Great day for the team. 
Yeah, great day for Kelly Moss Road and Race. Uh, Kelly Moss, who's been championship winners in this series many years over. And Riley looking at the right rear of his car going, I can't believe I got so lucky when Will oh Martin came goodness. in and contacted. Look at the because rim. there's serious damage. That Michelin held up phenomenally. And that's why we love Porsches. All right, now we've had one horse race today with 40 Porsches on track. Still have the Kentucky Derby coming up a little bit later on, John. Maybe that's what everybody was looking for. They were trying to be the biggest horse race of the day. Well, how that wheel and tire combination has held on. Wow. And Michelin has stayed on the bead. How close to being out of the race. Uh, and losing. Look, look at this. Look at this wheel rim. You are not going to believe this, he's seeing. Well done to Efren uh, Costro. It's going to have a look at it. Good. I don't believe you got to the end with that. Victoria Thomas and the rest of the Kelly Moss racing team. Uh, that's a wheel rim that will uh, that'll be in the office as a as a coffee table. In fact, I'm pretty certain Riley Dickinson will want that as a souvenir. He wins as part of the Formula One weekend here at Miami on the street circuit. And I literally cannot believe that that stayed on the rim. Nice job, buddy. Congratulates his team. I know, hey, we'll take it. <laughs> we'll take it, says Kelly. Uh, says uh, Riley with the Racing for Children's. The uh, Alabama Hospital charity. And he heads to the podium. This will be a day that he won't forget. Anytime you get to stand on a podium at a Formula One track is something special. And standing on the top step is even more. Something that I have not done after a race. Managed to get onto a third step of a podium on an F1 track once after a race. So congratulations to Riley Dickinson who wins ahead of... Grants, uh, who wins ahead of Tom Sargent and uh, Grant McCann, uh, winners in class. Efren Castro, what a great day for Kelly Moss. Uh, and Mark Kavami wins the um, great finish for Sabra Cook in seventh. Her best finish in the Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America. Some really good finishes there in the top ten. With, in fairness, it has to be said, a lot of attrition drivers taking lumps out of each other and there'll be a lot of work going on uh, in the PCC NA paddock on the driver's right of turn two today. In the classes, well, well up the field for both the Pro and the AM winners. And down at the bottom of the field, a lot of cars that did not make the end of the 40 minutes. So that's our results then with Riley Dickinson extending his lead after one of two races for the Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America. Shea Adam was with me, John Hindhoff, in the IMSA Global Broadcast Centre. We'll be back to do it all again tomorrow. Not the best day for Bob Mueller, who hit the wall on the last lap of the race and didn't see the chequered flag on the lead lap. But behind him... There were many more tales of war with some big names not making it to the chequered flag, dents in their cars and dents in their championship aspirations. At the bottom of the field, big names, Navarre, Mersing, Noble, Dan Clark in there as well. 
Will Martin, who was right up at the sharp end of the field. Jimmy Libra with that strange issue where the car shed some fluids. And John gets the first man out for Wright Motorsports after the kerfuffle at the first corner. They'll come back tomorrow, we hope, after a long night for some of the mechanics. Hope you will too. And join us for race two of two from the Formula One Grand Prix weekend here in Miami. See you back here tomorrow. For Porsche Deluxe, Carrera Cup, North America. Thanks for joining us. Bye for now. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.